Okay, guys. So, what are we going to call the podcast now? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's we're so much fancier now. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Yeah, so, so we have to think of Draft the Universe uh, is just not... It's too pedestrian, you know? Maybe, maybe we go French and do Draft the Universe. Hmm? <laughs> I mean, that does make a, a lot of sense for cheese. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe, like, um, uh, select the galaxy. Or maybe mm. we go we go uh, British with it, you know, because a lot of people consider, like, highbrow English with posh and stuff. And we'd, yeah. We'd be like, draft universe, I ain't. Whoop. Yeah, that's definitely very high class. Yeah, that's super classy, Ben. Cool. Don't worry, don't worry about it, Jafar. I've got our our fancier guest host coming soon. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, to, re- to replace Ben. Yeah, uh, yeah, we need that. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. There's just. What so we said? What? You can you can put wood stain on on pine, but it's still pine. Um. So. Yeah. Um. We just we need to bring the class level up, Ben. And there's clearly a dip on your third of the table. So. Sorry. I mean, granted, it is because of the human spiders gnawing at the table legs. Yeah, that is definitely not... Wait, what? Wait, am I getting chopped? Ha ha. Theme song. (laughs) How it feels. How it feels. I'll see if I can get Gordon to do a cover of his own song with like a uh, an accordion. <laughs> I'm just zoning myself right now for the introduction. Just Van Damme and mm-hmm. up, like just... Hello, Internet, and welcome to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle I talk, Royale. I talked over that already, so you're going to have to recut that. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle Royale. I this also the- talked over that one as soon as you started. You have to give a pause. There has to be time to edit in. Otherwise, no one will know when to say, Hello, Internet, welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is Hold the Nerd second, Fight Battle Royale. I didn't turn my phone off. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> airplane mode. Oh, that's not... Chop, stop trying to make airplane mode. <laughs> yeah, happen, if we... And just make sure that we get a good pause in, guys, because we haven't gotten a good pause in yet before we said, hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerdfight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I am Cheese. Because <laughs> it's like Chris, but Cheese. Okay. And I'm Bree. <laughs> and I'm... There's no There's no cheese that starts with X. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what? There probably is. I, don't, I can't think of a cheese name that starts with a just sound to run with. Yeah, just. You are jalapeno cheddar. That's kind of what I was going to go with, actually. It's because I'm spicy. Yeah, holla. Holla. And we're here today to draft our favorite cheeses. I think it's important to remind you all, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Did you... 
Did you take your lactate, Ben? No. So we actually learned something while we were selecting our cheeses. Um, <laughs> that is right. I've just put on the banana bucket hat of of, uh, of trolling. <laughs> because you guys are making a lactose intolerant person draft cheeses. So, yeah, so funny story. We did learn something. At least Jafar and I learned something uh, during our uh, cheese selection process. Uh, and that is that the longer a cheese ages for, the less lactose it has. I did not know that. So yeah. you have no fucking excuse, buddy, because I got some aged cheeses. I got almost exclusively aged cheeses. In a lot of situations, it's less about the quality and more about the quantity. Yeah. Uh, also, I had Mexican food for lunch today. So what the it's fuck, Ben? <laughs> already over. Yeah. It's, All right. I, I threw in the Jesus. towel knowing what this day would bring. <laughs> okay. So instead of a normal draft episode, debate episode, we're going to try and just get it all done in one here. Yep. And we're going to do that by, we've all already picked our cheeses, we don't know what each other has, so we're just going to go through one by one in what would be draft order, which is going to be Ben, then myself, then Chris, and announce our cheese. And we'll just kind of say the names for now and any fun details, facts, anything we'll save for as we're eating those cheeses. Sound I good? I feel it's important to point out, I was not aware of this. Uh, I knew we were all just going to select our stuff. I didn't realize we uh, we weren't going to have any plan for, for doubles. So I have seven types of cheese. Oh, I, actually, I, I also have seven types of cheese. I had seven types of cheese, but I left two back in my room because I figured we'd just deal with it if we had doubles. So what I'm hearing is I don't have to change because both of you guys have backups. Well, I'm not... I have backups. I don't want to use any of my backups. Really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Ben. All right. Lead us off. And uh, let's do a little spotlight at the beginning uh, for each of us here. Um, make sure you don't uh, crinkle that Qdoba bag too hard while I'm talking. Uh, let's do a little spotlight on where our cheeses came from, because each of us went to a different cheesemonger. It's true. It's true. Uh, I went to uh, a place in, I believe it's Livonia, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Westbourne Market. Yeah. Uh, I got special dispensation to visit the visit the surface, uh, and got to try some different cheeses. And it could have just been any paper bag, Chris. You didn't have to shame me like that on podcast. It's a cute open bag. It's true. I had the impossible meat. It was very good. I mean, while Wait, you're out Qdoba there. Qdoba has impossible meat? Yes. Are you sure that you didn't visit the Qdoba in the bunker? Because that's all they serve. That's special meat, not well, yeah, impossible that's made, meat. That's no, no, made out, it's of, impossible, it's made out of... It's impossible burritos is what they serve. Yeah, it's made out of uh, uh, man spiders. Yeah. <sighs> you got to crack the carapace open, and that is a deeply unsettling sight. Yeah. I like the fact that for once, I'm not the person advancing a deeply unsettling thing on this podcast. Yeah. It's uh, the bucket hat, Chris. Yeah, Ben is re ben is, <laughs> ben is responsible for all of the details that you're getting about the the man spiders, which, to be fair, to um, be fair, always existed, because obviously this is the bunker, and it doesn't evolve week to week. We don't make up things. About no, the we definitely planned everything in advance, just like Lost. So Ben. Okay, so I would be uh, divorced and left alone if I did not make this my number one choice. Feta cheese. Okay. What kind of feta do you have? It is a domestic crumbled feta. Okay. Uh, so it is not the, 
the brick in the the liquid because that's gross. Yeah. Um, like I understand it's better like for storing, but I don't want to. I didn't want to open that in the bunker. There is there's enough liquid running around here just naturally. So, a nice feta cheese. Nice. Um, my first uh, list here is a special reserve cave aged Gruyere. Um, this is the most expensive cheese on my list, being about $25 a pound. Oh, dang. Oh, just fucking wait, Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> it's This cheese is fantastic, and I look forward to sharing it. Excellent. Um, I'm starting off, uh, and, and I should note, uh, did you mention where you're... No. Um, so I went to DeVry's, which is an eastern market in downtown Detroit. Um, they are the best cheese place in town. Um, at the very least, when it comes to cheese selection, nobody gets close. Um, and to quell any future argument there, I brought a copy of their cheese list from the day I visited, which is 11 pages. Oh, dang! It's the shortest cheese list I've ever seen there. Last time I went, it was 23. <laughs> Were you allowed to take that, or...? I Wait, asked. Okay. <laughs> I explained that I was doing a podcast... And that we were going to different cheesemongers and that I would be representing them. And they were very friendly and helpful. <laughs> Did they give you a discount? No. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that would be a solid business practice to give out discounts all willy-nilly to every podcaster that yeah. comes up to you. Yeah, so DeVry's has a staff of cheesemongers uh, to help with selection and tasting. And I went with my wife and we tried probably two dozen cheeses, maybe. We tried a bunch of cheese. Yeah, It was great. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Chris, <clears throat> your first um, cheese. And I, I, I'll say probably the place that I went to has fewer cheeses, but not by a lot. Um, they had probably a, a 20 foot by 5 foot chalkboard filled up with uh, cheeses um, and quite a few in, in every single variety that you can imagine, including mm-hmm. a couple of uh, types of cheeses I wasn't aware uh, really were a thing. Um, but we're going to start off uh, relatively uh, orthodox. By the way, uh, my cheeses come from the Cheese Lady in Rochester. That is a store, not just a lady who sells cheeses. <laughs> there was a lady there, but she did not sell me my cheese. Uh, who sold me my cheeses was a guy named Kyle who looked uh, kind of like Jack Black, but was very polite and knew his cheese up and down. It was a really weird experience. I mean, you work at a place called the Cheese Lady, and if you're a cheese dude, you've really got to be on top of your game. That's true. He yeah. was. Um, and Kyle uh, helped me find all these cheeses, including the two uh, backups that I have here that probably we're just going to save for eating uh, outside of uh, outside of our episode. To start off with, from a small Mennonite creamery in Iowa, this cheese is a one-year-old cheddar started with Swiss cultures for a different flavor. Bit sh- sharp with a touch of sweetness, just a handful excuse me, of uh, crystals in it, which is interesting. I I hadn't experienced this before, but some cheeses have like this kind of like crystalline kind of character to it, almost like salt, but I think that I was informed that it's actually amino acids. So it's very cool. So this one is called Prairie Breeze. Okay. Uh, The next one is an aged... (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's called Euphoria. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) W-E. We got one of the same ones. Yeah, 
Yeah, we got one of the same ones. This is a really good <laughs> cheese. Um, it is. This is fantastic. It is a sheep's milk cheese aged. Uh, it's from Holland. Um, it is very interesting. If you've ever had goat's cheese, it's kind of like that. You want to pull one of your not. backups? <laughs> no. Okay, that's fine. I could. I mean, do we want to keep this interesting? I could. I, I can pull one of the backups. I just, I feel like it's an interesting... It's okay. Jafar can use one of my backups. I don't want to use one of Ben's backups. <laughs> you can use one of my backups. Works for me. Choose one. Ooh, yeah, this says me. Yeah. This also, me. I I might just say, hey, I'd rather eat a lot of sheep cheese because that stuff is really really good. <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of sheep cheese. This one. Is Thank you. Good. Wait till we open that, buddy, because uh, it's beautiful looking. Okay. Okay, Jafar. Okay, my next pick is Red Dragon. Mm -hmm. This is a cheddar, and that's mustard seed is what those spots are that are in here. Neat. Um, this is a British cheese, and it is my favorite thing to put on corned beef. Excellent. My favorite thing to put on corned beef, corned beef is mustard. Mm, that's why this cheese is so good. I, I, yeah. So I'm saying this is yeah. this is right up my alley. My favorite thing to put on corned beef is a bun, rye bread, of, or, or rye bread. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it's impossible to eat a stack of corned beef without some type of container. Not it, not maybe not impossible, but it gets everywhere. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You ever tried to eat an Arby's unwich? No. That's just the Arby's meat. They just they slice it all into a box for you, and then you just eat it. I mean, I've had plenty of lettuce wraps, but I've never had just pile it on a box. Yeah, it's just a burger, uh, roughly a burger shape and size worth of uh, sliced uh, uh, sliced roast beef. Um, okay. All right, Ben, you so got two. up to me. I am next going, keeping it in the same animal family, with uh, Leclerc Family Creamery's goat cheese, garlic, and herb. Ooh. So it is a garlic and herb goat cheese. Uh, so in addition to the fact that you're lactose intolerant, you also wanted to put some garlic into the mix. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'm going down, I'm going down tasty. Fair enough. Ben, you got one more here. Yes, I do. Yeah. I'm going to go with one of the classics. I know a lot of guys are you guys are going to be coming out of the out of left fields with some of your your real interesting and different cheeses, but sometimes a classic is a classic for a reason. It's just a really really good cheese, and it goes great on so many things. So I'm going with baby Swiss. All right, a nice baby Swiss. It's got the little holes in it. It doesn't, you know, you, your slice hasn't been compromised by air pockets yet. If you're worried about your slice being compromised by air pockets, then you should not have picked Swiss in the first place. No, sure. but sometimes they get a little absurd. Okay. Um, my next cheese is my substitute from Euphoria. So this would have been Euphoria if Chris also hadn't picked out the same cheese. I which, mean, testament, testament to our friendship, right? Yeah, it's, it's a really good cheese. Um, which is a Grafton smoked chili cheddar. Dang! It sounds 
fantastic based off the description, and I can't wait to put it in my mouth for the first time. So here's the thing about this. Uh, Kyle pointed out, uh, Kyle from Cheese Lady, pointed out that the flavors of the chili and the smoke are separate because it's not smoked chili. It is a chili cheese that has then been smoked. That's going the extra mile. All right. It's also beautiful. We'll get to it when we open it, but like, fuck, it is so beautiful. Okay. Chris, you got two. I got two. And uh, at this point, we're going to get into the heavy hitters of my uh, particular, uh, uh, my particular selection. So uh, to start off with, um, and these will go upwards in terms of age. um, So I have a thousand day Gouda. Okay. Okay. Um, And holy shit. um, I was surprised to who tastes this. Uh, Gouda is good. Yes, it is. Just regular Gouda is great. Yeah. This Thousand Day Gouda has, like, weird caramelized notes in it. Hmm. It almost has, like, a hint of chocolate. Um, It's delicious. It's Dutch. It's aged for a thousand days. It sounds like a Tool album, doesn't it? Yeah. Thousand Day Gouda. Um, So, yeah. So, Thousand Day Old Gouda. Um, Looking forward to that. All right. And then, of course, um, and this takes... It also sounds a lot better than, like, just over three years. <laughs> this uh, this next one probably takes the cake for the most expensive cheese, because I believe it is about $70 a pound. Is Ooh! it cheesecake? <laughs> this is Widmer 10-Year-Old Cheddar. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the best cheddar I've ever had. And okay. I've had a lot of cheddar. Um, it is intense. Like, you've had intense, sharp cheddar before, but you haven't had this type of intense cheddar. I'm interested to see how it compares. To I've had singles. Um, I've had a 20-year-old cheddar once mm. um, up in Pinconning with my uh, cheesemonger up in those parts, and he had personally cave-aged this cheese in his cave for 20 years. <laughs> and I got to try a little, and whew, damn. Yeah. Cheddar just gets, it gets more and more intense with age. Yes. Um, and you start getting all these weird, like, alternate little flavors popping up. Uh, this one in particular, like, when I say that it is mouthwatering, I mean literally mouthwatering. It will make your mouth water. It's delicious. I walked out of this cheese place, by the way, having a full body kind of, like, feeling like basically my brain had been tricked into thinking I had just had sex by cheese. Nice. I normally leave cheese places with a full body feeling, but not that full body feeling. Um, my next pick is also a cheese that gets better with age. And like a lot of cheddar in the United States, where you get your sharp cheddar's like a year old, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of aged cheese of this particular variety. Most people haven't had a sharp version of this cheese. And this is provolone picante. So this is a aged provolone that's a couple years old. What makes it picante? It's the name of the brand. Oh, okay. I was just like, is it a provolone with like peppers in it? No, (laughs) no. Ignore the connection. Um, It's probably it's picante is the word, but it's Italian. Yeah, so it's probably not actually pronounced (laughs) picante. There are a lot of um, aged Italian cheeses, um, Romano. Parmesan, mm-hmm. Asiago. Yeah. Um, but usually aged cheeses need to be a little bit uh, harder. And this is... Uh, 
This is, I mean, this provolone is harder than a okay, normal that's, provolone. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely harder than a normal provolone. So, um, and you will find the same thing, like you get with the cheddar, where you get a interesting texture that misses out on younger cheeses as it ages. Uh, you'll find the same with the provolone that mm-hmm. I am putting forth here. Ben, you got two more. Okay, well now I feel real, real self-conscious about my Velveeta Blanco. Um, and that, I'm, I'm kidding, I did not bring Velveeta. <laughs> um, I did. I'm not, I'm not entirely believing you yet, Ben. I mean, I did bring, I did bring some gag cheese. Uh, I, I'm not going to pick it, but I did bring a mozzarella cheese, uh, string cheese. <laughs> um, and because we referenced it during the last bye week, I did bring a box of cheddar bunnies. Nice. They're they're nice. uh Anne's uh organic uh yeah, Annie, they're they're Annie. basically goldfish crackers except better. Annie's. Annie's not, not sorry. Annie's. That is much too formal for her. Yeah. Okay. So Okay, so neither of those are your actual choices. Neither of those are actual picks. Good. We can eat some crackers if we decide we need some like palate cleansing in between some of your very, very sharp-ass cheeses. Uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. So what I have right here is a smoked hot pepper cheese. Yeah, I see that smoke on that cheese, and I'm Mm. real excited. I I love a good, uh, like a pepper jack or something, you know, where you've got peppers in your cheese, I am really, really excited to try this. Um, so maybe like a controversial topic or, or a controversial take here. Why don't we just dispense with the actual like matches and just eat a bunch of cheese in a friendly fashion? <laughs> well, well we got we got a couple picks left. I'm getting real we can hungry. Make a discussion. Yeah, out I mean, of it. <laughs> do you remember what happened the last time we did this, Chris? You we all won. <laughs> we all won. We're gonna get we're gonna get cheese drunk. This, yes, in this we episode. are. <laughs> okay. okay, and my last pick. I couldn't just go with your regular everyday cheddar. I had to go with something that is one of my favorites, and I went with a uh, Tipperary Irish cheddar. Mm. I was expecting. Um, a Dubliner or similar cheddar yeah, from you. I was expecting some some type of yeah Irish cheese. Yeah, Irish you something from the Irish something cheese. from the Isles. Yeah. So, um, my last pick is a cheese, gentlemen, because you that might, really really concerns me, Jafar. Because <laughs> upon Jesus. seeing it and eating it, you might believe that it is actually butter, but it is Delice de Bourgogne, a very creamy brie. Ooh, go ahead and give that a feel. Oh, that's that's not even butter. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be an experience, gentlemen. Uh, trust me. It is real tasty. <laughs> and that brings it to me to, to tie it all up in a bow. Um, I actually, uh, with my backup pick, uh, have two choices here, um, both of which kind of uh, fill in the, the last slot of the menu, um, right? So you've started off with some, some like amuse bouches, um, and then you've moved into more substantial fare for dinner. I don't know which word of that you pluralize. This is amuse bouches or amuses bouche. <laughs> I'm, I'm the wrong I'm, person to ask. Maybe it's amuses. I, I feel like it's amuses bouche. Maybe it's amuses bouches. Um, but um, uh, but I am going to go with the one of these two that I thought was better, and then. 
we'll probably just have one of these as our like let's let's eat a little bit of cheese while we get ready. Um, I already started. <laughs> ben has busted um, into the cheese stick. Yep. So I don't know if I mentioned uh, on the previous episode, but I'm a big fan of. Uh, there's a uh, uh, mango ginger Stilton that mm-hmm. is delicious, right? Um, I've had it in a couple of places. Um, it tends to be fairly well stocked uh, just because it is delicious. And Stilton, if you've never had it, is basically just cheesecake. It's delicious. However, this place had something that I had not had before, and that is a lemon zest Stilton. Oh, dang. It is so uh, lovely and light, um, and I just had to get it. Um, And, of course, that leaves, uh, for the first of my honorable mentions, probably the only honorable mention that we'll have here. Ben's got two. I already did my two. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, A pineapple le roule, which is a soft cheese that has been rolled in and contains pineapple. It is delicious. Interesting. And we might want to have, like, a tiny little nibble of this before we get into it. And I will... Jafar, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I mean, I like... A lot of fucking cheese. Can we, yeah. can, can we say, like, honorable mention Euphoria? Uh, clearly, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> clearly Euphoria. And I should mention, Euphoria um, was a, like, international award-winning cheese yeah. uh, in 2016 it's so or something. Good. It's really It's good. so good. I'm glad we have a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, I almost went, instead of flavor, for innovation. And I almost brought a, uh, a Kraft Dinner cheese packet. <laughs> Uh, just because they brought science to the cheese game, and depending on the criteria, cheese you know, sometimes is it's... inherently science. I know, but sometimes it's, uh, it's good to diversify a little more. So, That's fair. But I didn't, I didn't succumb to that. Okay, so while Chris gets us some pineapple cheese here, um, I'm gonna go ahead and let's strike up a conversation about how we want to do this. We've got some criteria written, we can use those... We can just do head-to-head which cheese is best, or we can all just eat a cheese. Like, I'll put one forward, eat a cheese, and pick a winner. Or we can just eat cheese and talk about it. This is really interesting. Hmm. Right? Hmm. It's basically cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pineapple brings something really interesting to it. Yeah, that tastes like pineapple cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's mm. delicious. I'm going to need some... Napkins to uh, clean off my cheese knives. I guess I'm the cheese butcher because I brought cheese knives. Mm. I mean, yeah, you did. I mean, I was going to, and then you excitedly told me on the phone about the cheese knives you had just purchased. They are tiny and adorable. Um, they're they're they're. Cute. I am now hurt that Jafar got a cheese knife phone call and I did not. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. I knew that Jafar was probably not going to go to the same cheese place as me because he has strong opinions about cheese. I so do. he probably already knew where he was going to. I did. He did. Um, however, Ben, if I had told you about the cheese lady and the fact that it is in Ra- Ra- Franklin Mills? Um, where is it? I think it's in Rochester. Um, Rochester, Michigan. You could have gone there. You could have had the exact same experience that I did where they... And you debuted, deprived me of that. Uh, until after the episode. <laughs> we are going to go back to the cheese lady. She's a lovely woman. And we are going to have more cheeses there. Because holy shit, did they have a lot of cheeses. And they were good cheeses. Yeah. I mean, I will say, the place I went, Westbourne, is not a cheese slouch. Uh, no, but, Westbourne's solid. But it is a high-end grocery store kind of place. Not a... Yeah. Like, they have a cheesemonger. 
it is not a cheesemongery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's eat some cheese, gentlemen. Um, do we want to do matches? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. First match is Ben versus Jafar. Okay. okay. Uh, now, are we reading the criteria first, or are we are we going to use the criteria, or do we just want to <laughs> let's the... let's go let's go along with our, the way the game goes? Yeah. We don't want to. But. Okay, so you guys will lock in your cheeses first, and mm-hmm. then we'll read the criteria. It might be an interesting matchup because of that, uh, but I'm willing to do it. So let's 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 go. Okay, okay. Ben, you got first pick. I'm gonna start it off with the the cheese that I am the most excited to uh, to really try here, and that is my garlic herb goat. All right. Okay. Um, I will see your garlic herb, and we'll go ahead and run with the Grafton smoked chili cheddar. Because it's the only cheese I haven't tried oh, there you go. out of my I mean, cheeses. That is exciting. Yeah. All right. Let's get these uh, pulled up and um, the reach into our uh, Baby Bell variety pack mm-hmm. that holds our criteria. Yep. Let's unwrap this Baby Bell. And mm, mm, delightful. What cheese is better at a tailgate? Okay. Be an interesting uh, variety here. Um, okay. So that one has has some smell to it. Oh, it certainly does. Oh, look at you. Oh, right? you were not kidding. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. To, to describe for the audience at home. Oh, wow, the this, smell of this cheese. This uh, <laughs> this smoked chili cheese is veined like it's Grecian fucking marble, except that the veins in it are delicious chili and cheese. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say, I'm so happy and excited. The bucket hat is coming off. Oh, no, no, no hating right now. Okay, well, we're going to start off with Ben's cheese, which I believe is uh, going to need a cracker. Yeah, we, uh, yes, we it is definitely going to need a cracker. It is, yeah. it is not finger cheese. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, gentlemen, mm, I, I believe that we smells should... real good. We should, uh... Toast, toast yes. our first cheese here. Mm-hmm. To uh, goats. Clink. To goats. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. That is really good. Mm-hmm. That is incredibly creamy. Oh, that's real creamy. Very, very happy with that cheese. Mm. In general, I find goat cheeses to be a little... Um, yeah, feel free. Yeah. Um, I find goat cheeses to be a little f- overly funky. Um, this, however... And you went with the Euphoria still? Um, strangely enough, the sheep's cheese did not... It was not funky in the same way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It had some... Honestly, I'm like... I'm looking at it, I'm trying it, and I'm like, I don't know if Chris is going to like this, because it might be too funky for him in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to take the shot. I remember in college, I got very excited about... Uh, I found mm. a pizza place that did goat cheese pizza. Oh, give me a corner. And that yeah. was that was a go-to for me for a while, so I was really excited when I found a goat cheese. The rind on smoked is my favorite part. All right, we'll, uh, we'll go for the corners then. All right. Mm, they get the most smoky flavor. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I fucking win this round. Mmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It builds on you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> get myself another little piece here. Ooh, 
You get the heat on the back end. That's real nice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. That is a very, very good cheese. Mm-hmm. But, Chris, the question for you, which would be better at a tailgate? Um, I think the luck of the draw might have decided this one. Because uh, when I think tailgate, <clears throat> I think, you know, like, beers, I think brats, I think chili. Um, I think that this cheese could be served on its own at a tailgate to people who are totally uh, uncultured and do not like cheeses, and this would still do very well. Can you imagine a, like, a slice, maybe a third thickness of that brick mm. on top of a half-pound burger fresh off the grill? Yeah. Or, I mean... Oh, man. Maybe this is a little sanctimonious. Sanctimonious? No. Mm. What's, the word, what's the word I'm looking for? Sacrilegious? Uh, sacrilegious. Um, but, like, shred some of this onto some chili. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I'd be down. So, okay. yeah, this one this one goes to the <laughs> surprise, the one that I picked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel a little, <laughs> like... I'm not going to bitch about this, because I got to try some really good cheese. That, that that said, that was a really good goat cheese. That was a fantastic goat cheese. It was, a, it was cheese. delicious goat cheese, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a really good goat cheese. Yeah. I, I went to the only place where I didn't get to try any of these before I bought them, so I, I am oh, I'm oh, playing man. based on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Next match is Jaffer versus Chris. Okay. Lock it in, gentlemen. I'm going to go, knowing that we just had that chili... I'm going to go with something to help complement that, and I'm going to go with the Red Dragon. We're, we're staying, we're keeping our mouths alight here. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a spicy cheese, but it's definitely going to go better after some of that heat than, say, the provolone um, or the brie. You know what? I'm going to go for, um, I'm going to fight fire with water, uh, and I'm going to choose something as about as different as I could uh, and throw in this lemon stilton. Okay. Okay. And the the criteria. Which cheese does time traveling grandpa travel through time for? Okay. So it's time traveling grandpa. He travels, travels through, through time, time, but he don't care about that. Time traveling grandpas love cheese. You just can't go back too far or it becomes milk. It's true. All right. Ben. Okay, so this is the red dragon. This is the red dragon. This is the mustard cheese, the mustard cheddar that I like to put on my corned beef sandwiches. I'm gonna have like maybe a half a cracker with. Oh this. yeah, this this feels like a cracker cheese. Mmm. 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 Yeah. That mustard seed is interesting. Yeah, that's it's as not, good as I remember. It's not as um, aggressive as I was expecting it to be. No, yeah. it's chill. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a mustard cheese. Yes. For, for a cheese that is called Red, Red Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is It is right about the like deli mustard level of hit. It is not like okay. weird, uh, tiny jars mustard flavor. Yeah. You know, it is right there in the, this is a mustard flavor you, you know, that is... Still at at a mass market of appeal. Yeah, and that is that is a great place for it. A lot of times, artisan flavors can be real out there and in your face. That is a very good cheese. I think this is going to be the episode where we find our ASMR fans. I don't know. I I feel like we need to make sure we cut a lot of this chewing out. <laughs> it's it's all the 
crinkles in the paper and stuff, I think, more than anything. I'm trying to decide Just how much. Just do it in thirds. Do it in thirds. Oh, okay. If we want more cheese, we'll have more cheese, Chris. Okay. Yeah. This looks soft. Cracker. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, okay. the salt might pair with it nicely, uh, oh, okay. um, in oh. terms of it being a sweet cheese. Mmm, it's got a very nice smell, that lemony smell. Mm-hmm. Right? That is real different. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's about as different as you could get. Um, the thing that I like about this one is that uh, if it was just lemon, I think it would be overly sweet or mm -hmm. maybe a little tad sour. The zest is just the perfect amount of lemon. Mm -hmm. Thing is, the there's at the back end, I'm just getting a lot of lemon zest and not much cheese. You could have more cheese if you'd like. Um, that would certainly give you more cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is very interesting and different. Mm -hmm. But the question is, which cheese does time travel and grandpa go back for? Or forward. Or forward. Oh, forward. that is true. He just says travel through time. Yeah. yeah. So do we make an argument? I mean, I, think I wasn't be sure because <laughs> Ben kind of put you on the spot to just make something up last time. Yeah. I wasn't sure how we were going to do this. Let's pitch me pitch me your time traveling grandpa story. Well, I don't know about stories. Or just like, <laughs> just pitch me your pitch to time traveling grandpa. Why should he travel through time for your, for your, uh, for your cheese? I feel like time traveling grandpa is the kind of grandpa who really digs a corned beef sandwich. Like all grandpas in my life. And I think that's what he's going to go for. I think he's going to look in the fridge, see that he's out of Red Dragon, be upset. Those damn grandkids ate all my Red Dragon. <laughs> uh, build a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> oh, yep, that um, is a crucial part of the, yeah, the time travel. Yeah, which we'll just, uh, for the sake of uh, time here, I'll just say happens rather than go into details so we don't have to both build a Rube Goldberg machines right now. Uh, but definitely build a Rube Goldberg machine uh, that ends with the creation of Red Dragon. Uh, you know, like, five years in his past. So that way he can just go downstairs and it's there. Mm, interesting. So the Rube Goldberg machine goes through time, not him. Well, the Rube Goldberg machine sets off the events that allow the cheese to be placed in his basement when freshly created. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right, Chris. I have a, a question about time-traveling grandpa. Yeah. Um, do you think that he is his own grandpa? No, nah, that's too meta. Eh. Yeah. Is such a thing too meta for us? <laughs> I don't know, because he doesn't care about time-traveling. Yeah, he doesn't care about time-traveling. That's exactly the kind of laissez-faire attitude that could result in you being your own grandpa. Um, and as long as the events are, like, meta-stable, it can be a loop, right? You can be your own grandpa. I mean, it worked for Fry in Futurama. Mm -hmm. I think time travel and grandpa is the kind of guy who, like, his favorite baseball team, like, he's got a favorite player, and he's gone back in time so many times to see the same game that a third of the audience is him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can see that. he's not going back in time to, to get down. He's going back in time because 
He wants he, to watch uh, baseball. He had that one perfect beer that one time. <laughs> yeah. See, I think time traveling grandpa. Um, so to make the pitch for my uh, for for my cheese, I think time traveling grandpa. Um, the the only time that he can't turn back is his own. Right. That's the the time traveler's uh, lament. Right. You can turn back every clock except your own. You continue to age in a linear fashion as you pop back and forth between different t- times. He is a grandpa, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, grandpas get acid reflux, Ben. That's true. And mustard seeds cause acid reflux. I think that uh, a lemon Stilton is a lovely little refreshing dessert. He might enjoy it with some toast over breakfast uh, before he uh, goes to punch Hitler in the face again. Hmm. Do you guys think time traveling grandpa smokes a pipe? I mean, I would. I don't. I don't. I don't. If see I was a time traveling grandpa, I'd be pipe smoking. I don't see him smoking a pipe in my own head. Okay, because I think this this uh, plays into it. Because if you think of a time traveling grandpa as somebody who smoked a pipe for thirty years, you want those those bold flavors because it's the only thing you can taste anymore. But if he hasn't been smoking a pipe, he might want something you know a nice lemony breezy flavor that's a little easier on his tum tum. So I'm going to go with Chris. Oh, thank you. You guys are both true to your beliefs and your your internal visions of time-traveling grandpa, and thanks to the multiverse, they're all true. That's true, yeah. Yeah. There is a multiverse. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to get into that now. (laughs) Mostly because I want to eat some more cheese. Chris and Ben. Um... I'm going to go for my thousand-day-old Gouda. Okay. Okay. And I will counter thousand-day-old Gouda with Baby Swiss. All right. Vigilante's gotta eat, too. (laughs) What cheese makes the best nighttime snack? For Batman. That's a pretty-looking Gouda. Yeah, take a look at the uh, <laughs> mm, the rind on that. You, you want me to get you a bit of that rind? Uh, <laughs> I guess this is this has like a, a printed. Yeah, there's. Rind, so. Yeah, I don't think I can no. eat all that rind. I mean, give me a little piece, and I'm gonna nibble as close to it as I can. Okay. 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 This question has just made me realize that theoretically, because they are mammals, we could have bat cheese. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this, Ben. Let's wait. Let's <laughs> let's wait to eat it until all of us can. Uh, I want a unified kind of. Uh... It's just my brain went to what is the bat cheese, and I'm like, oh shit, we could have bat cheese. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I suppose we theoretically could. And I, so uh, Batman could be walking around like, ha ha, hey you guys, I got my bat cheese. Why is Batman Mickey Mouse? <laughs> because canonically, we, we said that uh, they are, they both entered uh, public domain. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, okay. and I created the, the beloved character of Mickey Batman. <laughs> Which qualifies as a, as a separate creation, separate yeah. Yep. Which right. you own the copyright to now. Right. Thousand Day Old Gouda. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a, a little bit of that... Crystallization, mm-hmm. that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. delicious caramelized kind of... It's definitely good. got the smoke to it. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. That's some old-ass cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm. This cheese is older than your son, Ben. That is true, but that's not a lot. I know. Uh, still bite there. He's a he's a very little baby, and uh, for anybody worrying, uh, he did. We did find him. Uh, this is not a uh, a Lorian situation. He was leading a pack of man spiders. Uh, I think he's their king now. Huh. But he's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd expect him to to get up to mm. some adventures like his like his papa. Yep. All right. Okay, let's get into this baby Swiss. Yes. That screams, I am the knight. <laughs> Swear to me! <laughs> so, um, Batman. <clears throat> I think, I think I got this one, guys. All right. Um, because I feel like Bruce Wayne is down on that thousand day Gruyere, or, uh, Gouda, not Gruyere. Um, I feel like that's his jam, right? I f- mm-hmm. You know, it seems like something that a man of his uh, taste and caliber would enjoy. However, the prompt is not which is Bruce Wayne's favorite. The prompt is which is Batman's favorite. And we know Batman likes to get them young and then mold them into the proper heirs that he requires. Oh, and on that note, I'm going to pick the baby Swiss. Not only do I feel bad about losing, but now I also feel bad about the justification for me losing. I mean, my thought was, oh, Batman's not going to want something with a, a strong scent because, you know, if he's going after Killer Croc or something, he doesn't want mm. something that's... But then I'm just like, but Batman would be able to have some sort of cheese smell-proof, <laughs> smell-proof cheese pouch. And then I got to just like, I don't want to live in a world where Batman has a smell-proof cheese pouch. I mean, I didn't get a chance to make my argument, um, but I would have said that Batman, being out and about, uh, you know, at the end of a hard day... Your sense of taste is going to be dulled a little bit, and I think that the stronger flavors of the Gouda would have appealed to him. Also, less likely to melt in his pouch. So, very hot pouch, I'm just assuming. It's, it's probably climate-controlled. That's yeah, true. That's probably true. <laughs> Batman's climate-controlled cheese pouch. I believe that exists. That's, an, the, that's what every vigilante needs. All right, the next match is... Jaffer versus Ben. Okay. Lock him in. I'm going to go with the Brie. That's good, because I was worried that it's going to turn into a full-on liquid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of dying there. Okay. Um, To counter the Brie... And yes, I understand now why you wanted this knife. Yeah, the one. Spread it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're spreading this cheese. We're not cutting this cheese. Yeah, I will go with my uh, Tipperary Irish cheddar. Okay. Oh, geez. Yeah, that is. Like you don't even need a knife. You could just scoop that. Yeah. This reminds me of a time. Uh, so, I come from a family where we didn't get to go to a lot of like very nice places and my grandparents definitely didn't uh 
And we finally got to go as a family to a very, very nice restaurant. And it was the kind of place where you pay just sort of an amount to be there, and then you get an appetizer, a soup, a salad, a main a, course, and a dessert. A pre-fee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we could not get my grandmother to understand that you don't order an appetizer for the table, and she kept trying to order a, a brie for the table, mm-hmm. and they did not understand what she was trying to ask, and she could not understand that we were telling her, like, no, everybody gets one. <laughs> and so my first experience with Brie was also mixed with a lot of social anxiety of my grandmother not understanding uh, high-class dining. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Ben. To be fair. Thank you. We're not, uh, we're not a gut... <laughs> we're not, we're a, not fan, a letter Kenny f- we're not fan, a fan cast. <laughs> um, I feel like most events from your childhood are filled with social anxiety. Oh, it's true. So I think Ben's parents listen now, right? Sometimes. And they were there for this. And my my grandma totally did this. (laughs) And it was really weird. (laughs) All right. All right, we get to try this brie. Mm. Mmm. We don't know what the criteria is yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let's just draw it at the very end of tasting both of these. That works. Why not? That okay. was really good. That was... It had a lot more flavor than I expected. Yes. You look at it and you think, that's a pile of butter. Why is he forcing me to eat this? <laughs> and then you get a taste. That, that that's hang- a lot of, what, garlic? Um. There's a, there's a fair... A fair amount of like just straight up mold in that, yeah. Um, which is about as close to that kind of flavor as I'm comfortable. Yeah. But that was good. Okay, uh, this is fairly, it's a little crumbly. Yeah, fairly, fairly crumbly. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on a yeah, cracker. Yeah, this is probably just... cracker. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is our nice Irish cheddar. Mm-hmm. 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 It tastes mm-hmm. a little bit Irish. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually really like that. I'm going to take a little bit more. <laughs> mm. All right. Okay, now let's remember we actually have to play a game here. Here's the criteria. <laughs> Which cheese is the most innovative? We have a cheddar from Ireland, and we have a brie in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> that one kind of makes itself up. I would say that, honestly, I kind of like this cheddar better, but I think that the brie in a bag is very innovative. <laughs> So point point goes to Jaffer. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, that brie is from France. Most bries are from France. Yeah. All the cheeses on the cheese list are organized by country of origin. Mm. So I was able to look it up. <clears throat> At my mongers, they were uh, organized by uh, characteristics by the type of milk that was used. 
They had some raw milk cheeses too. I saw some of that as well. I was tempted to go that way, but I, I didn't. All right. Next match is Chris versus Jaffer. Okay. Lock it in, gentlefolk. I'm going to go for Prairie Breeze. All right, what kind of cheese was that again? Prairie Breeze is a uh, fantastic one-year-old cheddar that is started with Swiss cultures instead of cheddar cultures. Um, okay. This one is surprisingly good. Um, I tried this at the same time as the 10-year-old cheddar, and this did not beat the 10-year-old cheddar, but it stood up. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Okay, I'm going to go with the uh, provolone picante here. Okay, and the criteria... Design an ad campaign for your cheese. Okay, so we have this uh, well, I think provolone. We'll, I think we'll be eating mine first, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm just, yeah. I was quicker on the draw to get to my cheese. There you go. I'm doing my best to... Clean the cheese knife to avoid contamination between each round. I appreciate that, Chris. <laughs> this one does not cut well. <laughs> yeah. If, if I had a larger knife, probably it would cut better. Um, so... So yeah, there we go. It's um, <laughs> there you go. Thank there you. Go. All right, Prairie Breeze cheese. Hmm. Hmm. Mhm. Might notice again those little crystals. Those are my new favorite thing about cheese. I learned that. You're going to really like the next cheese then. Mm. Um, yeah. You can definitely taste it, right? Like, it is a cheddar, but there's something about it. Yeah, it, it has a, a Swissiness. Yeah. A little Swissiness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Grab. And this is Jaffer's Provolone. Oh, it's got a nice... Mm -hmm. Nice uh, nose on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Like two or three bites in when it just starts to dissolve. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Provolone doesn't dissolve like that. No, that's weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's good, but it's weird. Yeah, it's like I said, you don't get aged provolone normally. And it's a shame because it's fantastic. All right, Chris. <laughs> Tell me your Prairie Breeze ad campaign. Um, honestly, Ben, I think you got to keep it simple, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is from... Uh, yes. Okay, so it's from a Mennonite creamery in Iowa. So we're looking at a pastoral... Uh, kind of like landscape. Mm -hmm. The sun is early in the sky. It's perhaps maybe nine o'clock in the morning, um, and we have some cows just gent gently moving on on the on the landscape. Uh, the green grass glistening with a little bit of dew, being eaten up by these cows. 
And then a Mennonite man walks into the frame and says, try our cheese. It's fantastic. Prairie Breeze. Okay. Too fair? All right. So um, my ad campaign campaign is going to be anchored by Dustin Hoffman. Oh, the the Mennonite is played by Dustin Hoffman, by the way. <laughs> Didn't Dustin Hoffman get me too'd? Did he get? Oh, I'm I'm way out of the loop right now. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm googling it real quick. Oh yeah, that happened. That I, I, happened. I thought so. <laughs> okay. Well, that's problematic. Um. Yeah. Okay. I, I I wanted to say it in case, so we can just we can wind it back. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it still works. Um, <laughs> just Dustin Hoffman is a terrible person, apparently. Yeah. Um, allegedly right now, probably. I don't know how the state of things are there. Uh, and, you know, we believe uh, the victims, and it should uh, go to court. But in 1969, Dustin Hoffman was in a movie called Midnight Cowboy. Which yes, is the framing device of the ad campaign. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to put Dustin Hoffman. Uh, it was just going to be in a suit that looked like cheese, but now it's going to be humiliating because that seems righteous. Um, and he's going to be walking down the street as a giant wedge of provolone, right? <laughs> okay. And a taxi cab... He's like crossing the street without looking, and a taxi cab's gonna come up and almost hit him. And he's gonna hit the front of the car and go, Hey, I'm aging here. Because it's aged Provolone. That's gonna be the ad. Okay. Either, no, this didn't land at all, guys. I mean, Midnight it's just, Cowboy, have you not seen Midnight Cowboy? It's just the, the Dustin hey, Hoffman I'm of it all. Here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I, I get it. All right. Um, but the other problem is a Mennonite making a TV commercial seems, seems, uh, incongruous as well. Played by Rain Wilson to avoid the, (laughs) (laughs) to to avoid, (laughs) to avoid the possible complications there. Okay. Well, uh, in that case, we're, we're going with, uh, with, uh, Chris's cheese. Okay. Thank you. Both were very good cheeses though. Yeah. All of these cheeses have been fantastic so far. All right, the last match is Ben versus Chris. Okay. Well, I am sorry to my feta friend here, but my wife will be happy that I have saved it all for her. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my smoked hot pepper cheese. Mm. Mm. Um, what are the standings? Are you asking if you're in the finals so you can strategically choose something right now, Chris? Um, I have to use the tenure. But I think that the euphoria might be a more strategic play, but I don't want to not use the tenure. I mean, cheeses get left on the table, Chris. My best cheese is sitting on the table right now. <laughs> okay, the, the standings have never been like a confidential thing during the game. <laughs> no, they're not. They've never been a confidential thing in the game. You've got three points, I've got two points, and Ben's got nothing. Okay. Oh, that hurts. That's why I didn't want to say anything. That's a that's a real bummer, guys. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but Chris made me. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, you put the the hat of uh, aged saltiness back on, the bucket hat of aged saltiness. I feel like this is just like 
last year, right around this time, where it's just, and Ben comes in last place again. No, 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 no. My, <clears throat> my, my question was about making better podcast. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and pick your pick. Um, I'm going to go for uh, the uh, cheese that we famously have now too much of. Euphoria. <laughs> uh, this is an aged sheep's milk cheese from Holland. It is delicious. Holland, Michigan, or Holland, the country? I believe it's Holland, the country. Okay. <clears throat> well, first we are starting off with my uh, smoked pepper cheese. It's got a good nose on it. <clears throat> was that good audio? I don't know. I think it was good audio. Um, let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's cut okay, it this cut, way. Cut it sideways. Yeah, sideways. This tastes like a cheese that you like. Mm, it's not really. Really? No. Oh. Yeah. What was the criteria on this one? Oh, we haven't said yet. <laughs> We're playing by the seat of our pants here. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you take it, though? I did. Oh, okay. I just got worried because we only had one left. And <laughs> I got it. I mean, I would have liked some more smoke. It's a, yeah, it's got more spice than smoke, but the smoke um, is there. The it's smoke is on, this, uh, on the sides. Uh, mm -hmm. Mine had a lot of smoke to it. This was a cheese you should have had Excalibur to cut through. Yeah, it's very... Uh... It's an old cheese. You can leave the rind down. <laughs> you, you, you want the rind. Here, I'm going to cut myself another piece, but you guys right. uh, okay. get started on that. I like eating up to the edge of the rind because the cheese has a different flavor. So again, this is sheep's milk cheese. Euphoria, E W E. It's a pun. And what I liked about this is that it's nutty, but not funky. Um, goat's cheese has like a kind of back of the tongue funkiness to it, mm -hmm. almost like a tingle. This gets a like has the character, has like the depth, without that funk. I like the funk myself. Of course. You're a funk soul, brother. We like the funk. Right about Gotta have that funk. Right about now. Funk so. Mm. I wish uh, we had done palate cleansers, because, man, still got some fire in my mouth from the <laughs> other cheese. All right, gentlemen. Ben. Yep. Starting with you. Design a sandwich to eat your cheese with. Okay. So we have a, a hot pepper cheese, and it's smoked. 
Mm -hmm. So what I think we're going to do is we are going to do a twist on a Philly cheesesteak. Ooh. So we're going to have the the hot beef. We're going to have the... Uh, <clears throat> we're going to have a, a crusty hoagie roll. Mm -hmm. uh, and instead of uh, the traditional string cheese or the better uh, cheese whiz or cheese whiz, yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was thinking spray cheese, yeah, uh, or the better, I think normally provolone. Yeah, I've uh, had them with provolone. We use the smoked uh, hot cheese, and I think uh, it'll uh, work really well if alongside of it. We add some au jus. Mmm. Okay. Dip it. I'm down. Yeah. French dip it. That's th that was so clever that nobody who doesn't know Jafar intimately will will notice it. But that was pandering right there. <laughs> Jafar <laughs> goes down on some au jus. <laughs> I mean, I was also just designing a sandwich that I think would be really really good. <laughs> but pandering, I mean, it's a legitimate strategy as we've established. Many times on this <laughs> I don't know. podcast. It's been getting me nowhere as of late. In fact, you guys have been actively uh, punishing me for it. <laughs> Only because you've also been hate drafting. You can't pander and it's hate the draft. I can't, I can't fight it. Chris, your sandwich. Um, <clears throat> so we got something interesting here. We got sheep's milk. Got like a nutty flavor to it. What? I, I I got the scores wrong. That's all. What? Oh. I didn't give Ben the point for the Bruce Wayne Batman thing. Oh. Okay, yeah. I, I Yeah. Okay, so going into this, Ben's got one point, and then each of us have two points. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> Just realized. Um, fuck, where was I? Uh, you were about to describe, about to describe your, your sandwich. <laughs> Uh, you said that... Uh, just start from the beginning. Uh, start from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you've got something interesting to deal with here. You've got uh, sh the delicious sheep's milk cheese, kind of a nutty flavor to it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that you got to start off by building the sandwich on the right kind of bread. And I'm thinking, like, um, not... Not like, a, not like a standard kind of bread. We want something that's got a little bit of wheat to it. A little bit of uh, seeds, a little bit of nuts. Okay. Something very wholesome. Okay. But also something that will hold up very well to toasting. This is important. Um, <clears throat> we kind of want to play 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 off the... What? I'm just... Nothing. I, just, I moved my hand, Chris. <laughs> you moved your hand while, while you were, like, gazing wistfully into the distance. I think he was mentally imaging. cooking. <laughs> I'm mentally making your sandwich right now. That's I all. Saw, I wanted to know if that's what you were doing. That's exactly yeah, what I'm doing. I can understand, like, it could have looked dismissive, <laughs> but if you know Jafar, he's like, okay, and I'm putting the bread in the toaster. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm doing the motions. It's in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so we got some, we got some, like, solid, wholesome grain you know, yeah. present. We've got mm -hmm. the cheese. Yeah, it. Okay. Um, you know, r right now, where we are, we're kind of on like a farm, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to start pulling in a couple of other ingredients. We got some fresh arugula, I think, okay. as your greens. Um, I'm going to think that the, the, the protein of the sandwich is going to be a, uh, a nice uh, flank steak, 
uh, cooked medium rare and then sliced very thin. Okay. Um, and we're going to drizzle that with like just a hit of balsamic. Just a hit, right? Bottom uh, slice of bread, just a smear of peanut butter, cheese on the top. You're going to push that all together down, put it in the panini press, get that nice little, you know. So are we toasting the bread and then putting it in the panini press? No, I was saying that we, we, we want Something that will hold up to toasting. Hold, okay. up to, hold up to toasting, yeah. Toasting later. I mean, you could, I mean, I the perfect uh, panini probably starts off with bread uh, that is... Um, just the right consistency. So if it was too soft of bread, you'd probably want to toast it first. But I don't think that makes much sense. But yeah, no. You want to put it in the panini press. Um, and yeah. Slice on a slight diagonal. Um, and, uh, and serve. The okay. peanut butter's really throwing me for a loop. Yeah, the peanut butter is... The peanut That's butter interesting is interesting choice. The peanut butter is to tie it all together because you got the the nutty cheese on top, right? You've got a hint of sweet, kind of something you know going on with the balsamic in the, in the steak. You got the the greens there for like a hint of texture, um, and then the peanut butter on the bottom slice is there for your tongue because your tongue's on the bottom slice to give it that just a boost of creaminess, right? So yeah. All right. Your sandwich sounds fantastic. They both sound fantastic. One places a lot more emphasis on the cheese than the other, which I feel is the, des the desire of the criteria. Design a sandwich to eat your cheese with. And while your sandwich is great, Chris, and I feel it's the all-around better sandwich, I feel Ben's more prominently features the cheese. By melting it? over top of it in a big, hot, steamy mess. I respectfully disagree, but I will accept this judgment. I mean, also not putting balsamic vinegar and peanut butter and flank steak around it. Instead, using the cheese to blend everything and itself being the main ingredient of the sandwich. Uh, I mean... Okay. <laughs> Just eat your cheddar bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're all tied at two. Due to my initial misscoring, which I apologize for. It's all right. So are we going to the coin? Um, We can go to the coin. Or we've all got a cheese. We can all just give each other a piece of cheese and see if we can come to a consensus. Okay, I was wondering because you were putting all the trash on the cheese plate. <laughs> yeah, that was foolish. I was just trying to clean up a little. I think I think we all just throw in. Round robin this? Round robin it, yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Who should go first? I went. I drafted first. I will go first. Okay. All right. Now, this is going to be weird because it's just going to be... It's feta. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's domestic crumbled feta. I like this though. We're leaving no cheese unturned. Yeah, that'd be the real tragedy here. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Got a good head to it. Good smell. It's got a good crumb structure. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 
That's a tad is, bit underproved. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's also all over your shirt. Oh no. It's okay, he caught all the cheese. As a portly gentleman, <laughs> no surprises there. All right. Cheers. Uh, cheese. Cheers. Mmm. Mmm. That's a surprisingly good feta. That's a really good feta. I usually don't like feta. Mm. It's grown on me since my wife has become borderline addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a very good feta cheese. Yeah, that is. Wow. Mm. Mm. That's real tasty. Okay. I went second. As such, I will present second. This is cave-aged Gruyere. It's been in a cave training. Mm-hmm. Alfred's been coming down. Gorsh, Mr. Wayne. All right, gentlemen. Have at your cheese. Okay. <clears throat> oh, wow. This got some flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got those crystals. Mm-hmm. This tastes like pineapple. Mm. This is a really good cheese. Right? It tastes like pineapple. It does. It isn't pineapple, but it tastes like pineapple. I can see where you're getting it. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very good cheese. Mm. Mm-hmm. Melted on top of some French onion. Oh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, French onion soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to cross-contaminate some cheeses here. Chris, what is this? This, Ben, is a 10-year-old cheddar. Um, Widmer. <clears throat> so this, this cheese is old enough to play travel soccer. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp. It's so sharp, I'm going to check for stab wounds. Mm. It is so sharp, I'm not sure it is not a middle school flute player. <laughs> Everybody crazy about a sharp dress cheese. I don't know. <laughs> mm. I works. got where you're going. Yeah. <clears throat> that is a bold cheese. Mm -hmm. mm. I wasn't lying about the mouth-watering, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> that cheese is so, so sharp, uh, Sean Bean starred in a TV show about it. And then was killed. Uh, no, he didn't die in that. Oh, wow. They made, Lucky like... Him. He had a long-running TV show called, about, called Sharps Rifles. Oh, yep. I'm Un unfamiliar. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a real dry cheese. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> glad I have a glass of water. But Wish I'm also I glad I tried that cheese. Hmm. All right. Uh, so we've tried all three. Yeah. We have a criteria. Do we want to use it? Uh, no. 
Okay. <laughs> Wait, what is it? How does your cheese complement a perfect first date? <laughs> I think if you really want someone to love you forever, you take them on a first date to a cheesemonger and see what they pick, and that'll teach you what you need to know about that person. It's true. Yeah. Mm. I think, I, I have a feeling we all had, knew it would come to this. I think we all win. Works for me. We did eat a lot of delicious cheese. We, we did eat a lot of cheese. cheese. Yeah. Oh, boy. This was some good cheese. And it was. fortunately, I believe a little less expensive than the beer draft. Yeah. <laughs> Only a little bit. <laughs> but not a lot. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on beer in that draft. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of money on cheese. Um, although, uh, some of that is, you know, at home for personal use. I only brought about a third of the Gruyere that we purchased. <laughs> but this was great. Yeah. It was delicious. Mm. Cheeses. Okay, well, we all win. Yep. Cool. Um, we still need to pick a topic. Yes. So we'll do it by consensus, like gentlemen who just have eaten a, a shit ton of cheese. of cheese. Yeah. yeah. Okay, works for me. Mm -hmm. You guys want to have some more cheese while we're uh, thinking about this? Oh, we can. After some consensus over cheese, we've decided Gritty Reboots is the next draft. And really, what other kind of consensus is there but over cheese? Mm. So we'll be back with that next week, Internet. Or will we? Over my dead body. No, that's, no, that's, that's next week. That's next we're week. So, okay. we're, yeah. so, we're still sophisticated. We, yeah, we're oh, still yes, sophisticated. yes. We shall be back. And we shall be back precisely when we said we will. Mm-hmm. Which will be next week, Wednesday. One desire to investigate the source of the delightful music at the beginning of our show, <laughs> what one might call a theme song, uh, if such a thing was appropriate for a podcast, uh, one should definitely go to the kickstandband.bandcamp.com, whereon one will find the music of one, the kickstand band, uh, most notably uh, membered by uh, Gordon. Chris, there is a limited amount of time for our outro music. <laughs> uh, no, we can just we can just splice it in and, and just like repeat the last couple of chords of it, um, just into an infinity. Uh, but you should definitely support their music, and of course, uh, and, yeah, that's it. I ran, yeah, of, I ran out of things to say. Feel free to shoot us an email at draftuniverse@gmail.com. Let us know your favorite cheeses. Let us know your favorite gritty reboots. And as always, join the conversation on Facebook.com slash DraftTheUniverse, on Twitter at DraftTheVerse, which I'm assuming Ben is still updating. I haven't yep. checked in a while. And on either platform using the hashtag DraftTheUniverse. Or if you're Keith, 
just message us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Keith. Let's uh, let's take a moment, um, Keith. You really Keith. need you really need to get it together. You need you need to get on this podcast, Keith. You also just need we're to calling like, you out. Post in a in a in a public domain so that. It people looks, can respond and talk to you instead yeah. of just messaging us directly. <laughs> maybe so, so it looks maybe like there's other are... people who listen to our podcast that would have a conversation. They just are too timid to start one or just don't know if it's appropriate. It is, please. Uh, you know, Keith, you can just start that in a public forum and we'd be happy to respond to you there instead of just starting a group chat with the three of us. <laughs> As you're listening, refer- referencing stuff that, by the way, happened to like three months ago for us. <laughs> Please, Keith. I had to go back and listen to old episodes to know what you were talking about. <laughs> and I'm we sure I'm not Keith. the only one. Oh, Emma. no, he's definitely messaged me out of the blue just like, I can't believe blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know this is a reference to the podcast, but I believe <laughs> that that was sometime last March. Uh, <laughs> like, Give us a break, Keith. <laughs> And by that I mean, get on the fucking podcast. Get in this bunker. We miss you. some dead air from this episode. I'm gonna go for a cracker on mine, I think. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's a solid cheese. It's also, I've cut it to be perfectly cracker shaped. <laughs> That's fair. It matches. So, let's go for this cracker. <laughs>